The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see! Well, I must have not been paying attention When you were just talking to me Do you think that you could repeat the question? And I listen more attentively I need an intern to do this for me. Shouldn't be doing this myself. You should talk to Notre Dame Crystal Ray. Yeah? I could use a couple of interns. All right, I think we're up on all of our platforms, I think. If we're not, I'm sure the audience will let us know. Yeah. All right, let's get over to here. All righty. Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, it's up. Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Want to thank our fine, fine sponsors, McLennan Real Estate, Sam and Janet and, the best. and Matt. They're excellent. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, now is the time to do it. Make sure you uh, give them a call. Tell them you're a fan of the Paying Attention Podcast or the Valley Patriot and, uh, and McLennan Real Estate will take care of you. AFC Urgent Care. We love Lisa Williams and her husband at AFC Urgent Care. You can go get your COVID test. You go online. You type in uh, your, your information. They give you an appointment. You drive up. They swab you. You're done. There is Stop the Spread site. Right, yeah. Doing a great uh, job. Marsan Construction, which we're still trying to get Ronnie Marsan on the show. At some point, we will get him here. Uh, Marsan and Sun Construction, if you're looking to... Uh, Put on an addition on your house, a porch, you want your porch fixed, you need your, your roof fixed, give them a call. EIS Investigations. We love EIS Investigations. Uh, you can also get your gun uh, uh, certification at EIS. So if uh, you're thinking about getting a gun permit, go to EIS Investigations. Uh, they'll give you all the training to get your gun. Borelli's Deli, we got our lunch today, Mr. Mayor. Um, now, when I went in and I told them, I said, I'm here to get... Um, a uh, grilled bologna and cheese sandwich for the mayor. They said, we thought he got a, a turkey club. Is that true? You also get a turkey club? I do. Okay. Because they said they were used to making that for you, and they well, wanted to know if that's what I really wanted. So uh, I prefer bologna and cheese, as everybody in the school department will tell you. I, I alerted them to tell me whenever it's bologna and cheese day. Yes. Um, and um, I made a comment on one of the shows that I did, and uh, Don Spruglio made me bologna and cheese. Mm. Bologna cheese is not exactly the healthiest of uh, lunches. This so occasionally true. I like to convince myself I'm eating healthy right, right. have a turkey club. Every once in a while I drink some water just to pretend I'm doing something healthy. Amen. I'm with uh, you. Lenny Mara, State Representative Lenny Mara, he's going to be with us uh, sometime later on this month. Um, he is uh, running for re-election and he needs your help because he is a Republican. And uh, in Massachusetts, we know the D's are coming down in droves. The Democrats are very angry about Donald Trump, and they're going to be voting D straight down the ticket, so he needs your help. Clear Path New England, we're going to have Jason back in a couple of weeks. Uh, Clear Path New England helps homeless veterans. They help veterans get service dogs. They help them with their uh, get their VA benefits if they haven't gotten them, help them fill out their paperwork. 
Um, and we're really looking forward to having them back. The North Andover Car Wash. Love Bobby over at the North Andover Car Wash. And a free plug for four-star lighting and electric. We love, love four-star lighting and electric. So uh, before I get to uh, the mayor, I just I want to make a couple of comments about the debate. Uh, I'm pretty, pretty sure you've Will seen you just shut up, all man. of the... <laughs> I'm pretty sure most people have seen the analysis of the debate. I'm sure most people saw at least part of the debate. Here's all I'm going to say about the debate. Shame on Chris Wallace. This guy's supposed to be a friggin' professional, right? I, I mean, I'm not even close to, like, the professional that Chris Wallace is. And I've done a ton of debates over my lifetime, and I could have handled that debate much, much easier than Chris Wallace did. And if you guys don't believe me, go back to last year and look at the mayoral debate between Jen Kinnan and Neil Perry. Very respectful. Because although they were very respectful, I mean, really, Trump and Biden are amateurs compared to what I had to deal with <laughs> during that debate. And you know what? He, he, here's the thing. You don't, if you're the debate moderator and, and they start interrupting each other and they start attacking each other, you don't inject, you don't get in and add a third voice to it because then people at home can hear nothing. You, if this guy was really a professional and not just a professional Trump hater, because that's what he that's what he is, um, Chris Wallace should have sat back and let them go after each other. And one of two things would have happened. Either people watching would have said, I'm not voting for either one of these two guys. They both act like children. Or one of them would have shined and the other one wouldn't have. And that's what, the, that's what it's supposed to be about. It's not supposed to be about Chris Wallace getting the result that Chris Wallace wants. So, I mean, I'm watching this going, like, why doesn't Chris Wallace just shut up and let them go? When Jen Kinnan and Neil Perry started going after each other, they were supposed to have like only like, I don't know, like a one minute. Actually, we didn't even time it. But when one person was talking and the other person started interrupting, go back and watch that debate. I sat back and let them go. And they did. And one person shined and the other person didn't. And, and there were a couple of other debates. I think the West End debate, um, the, a lot of that went on. And there were two people yelling at each other. And I think the audience watched that and said, I'm not voting for either one of them. I think they both lost. So... You know, it really comes down to the control of the moderator. They don't need to shut off mics. They don't have to do one. Just have a more professional moderator that knows how to handle people. Mm. And you would think that Chris Wallace would be able to handle it at least as good as Tom Duggan does. And yet he blew it. I think he blew it. Did you watch the debate, Mayor? I watched it. Really? I watched it with my kids. Yeah. Um, um, it was... Um Disturbing on a number of levels, to yeah. be honest with you. And so I, I know you say, I don't think Jen and I ever, you know, we we passionately disagreed on certain topics. And and to me, that's okay, but it's how you do it. Right. Right? And so you got to let people finish their point. You got to let, you know, counterpoints be raised. Um, so I, I kind of sort of agree with you on the Chris Wallace thing. I I. And when I saw he was the first moderator, my understanding is it's going to be three, right? Right. Um, I expected he would take more control than he did. A mm -hmm. um, little bit different than your view there. He, you know, allowing the interruption doesn't doesn't let you hear what each of the candidates has to say, right? So I saw an analysis that said the people who were voting for either candidate didn't Thought see the anything. Candidate won. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. The view was. The view was what the view is, and you know that's hard. Um, but um, I think those who watched it once, yep. had the same reaction that I did. We had a little watch party going on in my office. We had a yeah. bunch of people, and we all were horrified by Trump's behavior. Yeah. But if you went back afterwards and watched it a second time, now you're not shocked by the behavior, and you're actually listening to the content. Yeah. And I think on content, 
Trump, Trump just destroyed yeah. it on content. Um, I think I thought on behavior, Trump was horrible. However, I was I watched it again this morning, so it's my third time I've watched it. Um, and one of the things that I came away with watching the third time was they're painting Joe Biden as not Donald Trump. They're painting Joe Biden as he's the guy that's not insulting. He's not. He's the guy that doesn't you know throw underhanded barbs at people. He's the guy that's patient, and he came out you know telling keep yapping, shut up. And I think that took away a little bit of what the Democrats were trying to portray, trying to paint Joe Biden as. Yeah. Because the average person who doesn't like Donald Trump's – most people don't like Donald Trump. It's because they don't like him. They don't like his behavior. They don't like his style. And when you put up a guy there that says, shut up, stop yapping, all that, now you've got two guys whose style are pretty much the same. One's obviously more. But you kind of take away from, I'm the grown-up in the room. You know, They were trying to paint that Joe Biden's like the grown-up in the room. And I think he blew that. I think I think we, I think at the end of the day, Trump probably gets a bigger bump than than Biden does, only because of I don't that. know. It's hard to assess because, like I said, a lot of people that I talk to are I've got friends who are in both camps, let's say, um, and their view is what their view was before. Right. Right. Um, I think there could be a viable third party candidate if if you know it's it's too late for that probably now. But. I'd love Tulsi Gabbard to run. I would love that. <laughs> So you know, if if Biden had picked her as his running mate, I think he'd have a better shot. I think Tulsi would have been actually the best pick would have been Charlie Baker, right? Charlie Baker. Charlie Baker would have been the perfect vote, uh, perfect uh, uh, pick because he is a moderate Republican. He would get a lot of independence. Um, he would have to obviously change his party, but he's, he, let's face it. I mean, I like Charlie; he's my friend, but he, he's a Democrat. Let's face it. He is. You, well, you take him out of Massachusetts and put him in any other state, and he's a left-wing lunatic. A left-wing lunatic. There right? is. Yeah, but he's in Massachusetts, where we're like a communist country. So he actually looks conservative, <laughs> right? But well, I think I think Charlie Baker would have been the perfect. You're actually not in Massachusetts. You're in Salem, New Hampshire. Well, we are, but we live in Massachusetts. You came through the COVID chain. I did. I to, did. Yeah. Nobody's wearing masks. Nobody's dying. There's no COVID. Everything's wonderful up here in New Hampshire. So, um, anyways, I just want two more things on the on the debate. Yeah, it was also structurally flawed because I've I've managed dozens of debates in my lifetime. First of all, no opening and closing statements. I get no opening statement, right? Opening statement's just a waste. We all know who you are. Closing statements are very important to wrap things up, to make sure you get that one point out that maybe you didn't during the debate. The other thing was there's no follow-ups. So you can't say I'm going to give two minutes to one candidate, two minutes to another candidate, and when the second candidate goes, he says, uh, you raped my dog. Well, now he can't, he can't answer that, right? Yeah. Like, no matter what he says, the first person can't answer that. Yeah. So it gives candidates an opportunity to drop bombs. I don't know that, anybody that can't, can answer that. That, that can't be Man. answered. And I don't, I don't, I just think structurally the whole debate, they should have had closing statements. They should have had at least a, a rebuttal time. And sh again, shame on Chris Wallace. You've got 90 minutes and you picked six topics. And then you threw in a seventh while you were at it. You threw in global warming, which was not on the approved list. So you've now got. 90 minutes divided by seven topics with no follow-up. It was That's a recipe for disaster. I don't care if you got two people running for zoning board. That's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. So anyways, um, I know you're probably writing in Kasich anyway. I don't think you're voting for either, either one. Are you, you going to vote for either one of these two? Uh, I don't know. You're, you just don't yeah. want to say. I don't. No. All right. no. I'm going to make you say it, though. That's, that's what yeah, this I show is for, all about. I voted for Kasich last time. You've yep. talked about that before. Yep. Um, the older I get, and I'll just say this, the harder it is to find a candidate at the national level who who really excites me on what they're going to do. And that right. I'm not trying to insult the Democrats or the Republicans. It's just 
I'm looking for somebody who can set aside some of the partisan differences and move the country forward. I think what shocked me was that the Democrat Party spent the last 10 years vilifying rich white men. Rich white men are the problem with all of or all the problems in society are from rich white men. And they do it at their rallies and 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 everything's everything is an attack on rich white men, everything. And then they nominate a rich white man to represent them. I mean, where's the diversity? We always hear about diversity. And we always hear about all you know, well, why if he really cares about diversity, why doesn't he step aside and let Kamala Harris be the be the uh she's a woman and she's and she's black and she's half Indian. She'd be perfect. She would represent. She represents the, the Democrat Party today. Joe Biden doesn't. I would. I, I think he should just step aside and let her be the candidate because he's rich and he's white. He's got white privilege. Mm. We should. We, he should be stepping aside if he really cares. Yeah. About all these things. But anyways, all right. That's not why we have you here. But I just no. kind of thought that would be fun. I try not to engage in the national scene. Well, that's actually there's pretty, enough going on at that's the local pretty smart. level. Yeah. Now, now with the with the the the. Presidential race almost over. We've got thirty-three days or so. People yep. are already now starting because this is this is just what happens in every election cycle. That people are already starting to think about running for local office next year. Yeah, right. We've got nine or are twelve. Are you actually going to ask me this? I am. Right? There's nine. There's nine to twelve candidates in yeah. Lawrence running for mayor because Dan Rivera can't run for re-election. He's termed out. Yeah. So I think you've got like eleven candidates now. Yeah. Um, you have not made a decision, or you haven't said if you've made a decision. If you're going to run for I've re-election. Made a decision. You have made a decision. Sure. You, you, would you want to tell people sure. on my show? I'm going to run for re-election. You are? Yeah. And I say that, um, so two years is a pretty short time frame, yep. uh, COVID. And, and um, you know, um, I'll say quite frankly, I love this job. I love this job because I love the city. I didn't take the job because of the pay. I didn't take it because of the glory. Um, I made plenty of mistakes, and I'll answer for those. I'll stand in front of the people and stand on what I've been able to accomplish in the first two years. Uh, but there's a lot of things that I want to do for the city of Methuen, for my kids, for the future of the people of Methuen. And um, I'm going to try to keep doing those. And if other... <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, so thank you, Ben. That'll get a lot of feedback. Um, you know, and if other people want to run, that's fine. Uh, you know, I'm not... And I know other people will be running, and and that's okay. And if the people decide, I think, that, I think Jessica's going to run against you. Yeah, well, I'm hearing I'm hearing things. That's that's up to her. Um, but if people, you know, decide that, well, you know, if Council Finnecaro runs, and people decide she'd be better at the job, that it is what it is, All right? And I say this, you know, I would be in better financial position drawing my Social Security check, sitting in a beach chair, reading a book. Listen, that's what I'd be doing. As yep. much as I want you to run for re-election, yep. if it was me, yeah. I'd be on a bungalow somewhere in the Dominican Republic with a, with a, uh, with a fishing rod in the water. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably just go to Salisbury or Seabrook. Or, yeah. You know, yeah, but... You, I love the ocean. Yeah, but you go to Salisbury or Seabrook, it's all like Merrimack Valley people. It's like people... Oh, I love my peeps. Yeah, but... The, see, I'd rather just be on the beach with no people. See, I, I want no at, people at all. So people might say, you know, you were frustrated. So... Um, I think we're starting to get there, right? That doesn't. So, th- does that mean that the council is going to agree with everything? No, and I don't expect them to. Um, but we, we we've done some good things. You know, we've got more good things coming. Uh, I'm going to talk about one of them related to COVID. So, we had a solution we were looking at for something else in the city, and we've um, uh, moved it forward from a COVID perspective because we're <clears throat> one of the red communities, as is Haverhill, as is North Andover, as is Lawrence. Um, and I think Drake it is too this week. Um, 
So um, we've got to address it, and we've got to appeal to people's sense of personal responsibility there, but we're going to give them some tools. We're going to you know, bring on board some enforcement agents. We're going to do some some things there. But um, you know, a little later in the show, I'm going to talk a little bit about one of the things that we're doing uh, on the website and how we're intending to move it forward, right? Um, and, and that's a big thing, right? Because to me, how you communicate to the city... So I think, you know, people, whether they like me or dislike me, could say I communicate a lot more than than um, previous administrations. And that's not casting an aspersion on anybody. Right? I do your show. I do my show. Um, How many days a week is your show now? One, once a week? It's usually twice. Twice? It, a, yeah. We, we do. So I'm doing a show today. Today? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We call it. What gonna, the hell is this? You know how they do a debate follow up? We're going to do the Duggan follow up, uh, right? Here's what Tom said that was wrong. No, I'm just kidding. So, I would, that, actually, that I'd be okay with. <laughs> that I'd be okay with. Well, that show would be um, an eight hour show. Yeah, so probably. I, I can't film. Have that. you found, and I hate to say yeah. this out loud, but I've actually been thinking it for the yeah. last couple of weeks. Yeah. Have you found that? The crap that you've put up with from the city council over the last year, and I mean, yeah. and I don't mean like everything they do. I mean like yeah. the, the stupid stuff they do. Yeah. But have you found that having them be a somewhat of a political adversary on every issue, you know, like if you wanted to like move a stop sign, there'd be three people voting no and questioning your motives. Yeah. Have you found that they've made you a better mayor? I think they've made you a better mayor. I, I think that's true. Yeah. So I, I and, and I say this to you. Um, you know, our relationship, it's like any relationship. It, it forms, it, it's a form, storm, norm, perform, right? And that's no, you know, that's that's the dynamics of grouping, right? Um, you know, they make me rethink things, and that's not always bad. Um, do I always like the way they say things to me about rethinking? No. Um, well, they act like children, but I think... Well, I, I'm I, I not going to get to... The, I, I, I think there's... There's things I've done that have been wrong, and there's things they've done that have been wrong. And th- but what you consider you know, wrong is like yeah. losing your temper after you, after, I did. You, after your integrity I was attacked five times. Yeah, and you think that's wrong. I don't think that's wrong at all. I think there are times when you have to put your foot down and say, "No, this stops here." Yeah, I, I guess the people of Methuen expect more. What I see from the people of Methuen is they're tired of the uh, the the sitcom. Right. They want us to manage the city professionally. And, 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 you know, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, um, you put something on Facebook, um, the Tribune put it out, um, you know, related to s- discipline of city employees. Mm-hmm. Um, did the Tribune mention names? It did not. Okay. There was another I, I, person I who, did not. There was another person who posted it. Yeah, and I say this to you with all great respect. That's something that doesn't belong in the media, in my mind. Not yet. Employees have rights, right? So every comment I've made, whether it was to you or to the Tribune, is... Um, I'm not going to comment. It's a personnel matter. And, um, you know, we're addressing it. What the people of Methuen need to understand is we are addressing it, right? There's there's a responsibility for professional environment, and that's it, period. Mm-hmm. Right? And I disagree that it's not news, though. If you have public employees yeah. who are in, in 2020 yeah. behaving this way while they're at work, yeah. Um, and, and, and action is taken because of it. I think that is news. Let me, let me also say in full disclosure, I think most of these sexual harassment laws are bullshit. I think most of these sexual harassment laws are ridiculous. Yeah. Somebody tells a joke, somebody tells a girl that he like a woman that he likes her dress at work and suddenly it becomes sexual harassment. I don't know what they exactly, I was told what they, what they did. Yeah. And I actually have a, a copy at home. I haven't read it yet of, of the complaint. Um, 
How did you get that? Uh, so don't say you got it from I, me. I can't, I, can't, yeah. I, I can't say. So I'm but just, I I'm never just, call, I never I'm just saying you. to I never the union you. and to, I never, no. I've never but given I anything. I didn't out. quote you. I nope. never called you. Yep. I didn't want you. I didn't want, I didn't want anybody to think it came from you. Yep. It came from someone else. Yep. Um, and I didn't even write a full story. I just posted the breaking news that three city employees. Four. I'm sorry. I thought it was three. Four city employees were suspended for sexual harassment. Yep. Um, there's also another issue concerning harassment of a gay individual in the DPW that's making its way, I think, through MCAD. Is that still working its way through MCAD? It is. Um, and so I've kind of held back on that one because I want to see what MCAD does. Yep. Uh, but I, I just disagree slightly. I think... I think. So had, go back to your story about... I think it would have been over the line had, had I used the names. Go, go back to your story about telling a joke. Right. I want to send you to the training too. Because as somebody who in his past private life as an executive had to go through, every year you have to go through sexual harassment training. And to me, um, you know, I, I, I don't often respond on Facebook. I've done a much better job. I saw some comments saying, you mean people don't have to go to sexual harassment training in, in you know, city government? And it's staggering to me too. Um, they do now. Right? But, wh- but why though? I mean, sexual harassment training is... Don't comment about women's looks. No, don't no, 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 no. Don't we, tell jokes in, in class. No, 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 no I've been not. to several sexual it's, harassment trainings. It's ridiculous. I sat through well, most of it going, I mean, you, this is all stuff everyone knows. No, things that you're not di- supposed we're to gonna, know. We're going we're gonna to teach, we're going to respectfully agree to disagree here. All right. right. So it's much more than that. So remember that what is acceptable one day doesn't make it acceptable forever. Right? That, uh, you <laughs> and can laugh the, all you that, want. That's, that's the problem. Important, but no, that, but it's that's not the a problem. problem with sexual uh, harassment. Everybody has rights, Tom. Yeah. Everybody has rights. So you but how can't is telling sit a joke violating that, somebody's rights? Because I can sit there. You can tell a sexual joke right now, and I can sit here and kind of smirk because it makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right? In the moment, I don't have to talk about it. Right. If it bothers me, I have the right to complain about it. Right. Everybody has the right. But why would to a joke place? But why would a joke bother you? Why? Why would a joke have to have that in it at work? This is a workplace. This is not a locker room. Right. Right. That's what the point is. This is not. We're not in high school. We're adults. But on the one hand, we're supposed, we say women are equal. I get crap. I get crap on this today on my Facebook page for something that I posted exactly like this. Yeah. You're going to get more based on what on, you just on said. On the one hand, yeah. women are equal and men and women are the same. We're supposed to treat them the same. On the other hand, women are wilting flowers who are going to they're yeah. going to lose sleep at night because you told a joke. So we have to yeah. make all these rules. So just like, which the, is it? Just be consistent. Tell me which it is. So just for the viewing audience, see, you made a switch there. So uh, I want to make sure people follow you. I didn't, I didn't pick a gender. Mm-hmm. Any gender has mm-hmm. the right to be offended by a comment, a statement, an act, whatever. Right? That is not related to one gender more than another gender. No, but we know how it breaks so down. I'm gonna we, send we, we you, know how it breaks I'm, down, though. No, no, we don't. Uh, you just made a comment to, before that would disprove that, but I, I won't point that out. Don't worry about the smoke. Um, you, you have to understand, this is 2020, mm-hmm. and we are going to send you to, um, what's it called when you get kept back? When you, when you get trained again. What's, it, what's the word I'm looking Retrained? for? Retrained? Yeah, we're going to get you retrained in sexual harassment training. So that's the reason uh, private industry sends you to that every year. Because the laws change, the requirements change, and you need to be cognizant of it. And, and basically, leaders need to lead, yep. right? 
And so, you know, we just for hope- anybody who's watching, for anybody, I, I got to get this out. For anybody who's watching, I am intolerant of that. Intolerant. Mm-hmm. And I won't put up with it in the public workspace because uh, the people in Methuen deserve better. Yeah, and, right. and that's regardless, right? So, don't you think um, it's kind of an overreaction? Like, I understand if, if a guy's actually sexually harassing. See, we took we 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 took the word harassed out of sexually harassing, yeah, right. And now it's anything sexual. If a guy's actually harassing a woman at work, asking asking her out, following her to her car, yep. calling her out after hours, that's sexual harassment. Telling a joke is not sexual harassment. You tell a joke, and they say, don't do it again, and they do it a third time, and they do it a fourth time. Then it's harassment. Ben, can you get uh, Tom signed up for the training? It's ridiculous. I just just think all these sexual harassment things are ridiculous. T-O-M, right? Tom. Yeah. Yeah. On the other hand, even though I feel that way, I still think that it's news if a city employee is suspended for such an issue. And once again, so it's not going to impact the relationship, but we respectfully disagree there. Yeah. Employees have rights. Um, in this co- country, n- not just criminally, you, you have the right until what is charged is proven. Mm-hmm. Right? That's that's essential in our jurisprudence system. But that's why I didn't mention the names. Yeah, had had, I would had it been you, proven, I would have, had, I, had it gone through that level, I would have mentioned yeah. the names. In fact, one of them is related to a city councilor, and you have no idea how hard it was for me not to mention that name. One of them's really just uh, yeah the son me the son of us okay well no you're wrong that's what I was if told. that's the names you got you're wrong mm-hmm. so all right count that let the hopefully the unions watch and say I, I don't I don't know where you got your names they're wrong yeah. I, I guess you know the point is that everybody has a right right. And uh, so the city of Methuen is going to provide annual sexual harassment training we've already got we had started some to be honest with you when COVID struck um, and. We're going to finish up um, DPW, and then we're going to move up to other groups. You know, at the root cause here, when I look back and I peel, you know, we, we didn't have a full-time HR department, right? And that's a big, you know, for a business this size, you have to take that seriously. And so, you know, uh, I end this period of discussion by saying to you. Are you, you also doing racial sensitivity? Because we have to worry about racial sensitivity, too. But racial sensitivity, he's just, sexual he's sensitivity. Just, he's just hitting all the We've buttons all today. We've got all this sensitivity that we have to worry about. And I'm just, you know, I mean, we, we have to worry. Are we teaching critical race theory in Methuen now, too? That, like, white people are bad and we're inherently racist and all the stuff that Trump just got rid of? I, so I don't, think, um, I don't think I heard anybody say white people are inherently bad, right? What I heard people say is... We need to make continued strides towards all people being treated the same, and I support that. Yeah, good people right. are good. I'm like, who, who's against good that? Good people are good. Bad what people was the, are bad. What was the example I gave you for the show? You, you, you are a big fan of police officers. I am. I am too. Yep. Right. There are some bad police officers. Yes, Is that not a true statement? Yes, I've right? exposed several of them in my right. newspaper. They, they, they make the good ones. They do damage to the good ones in my right, mind, right. right? Well, the same thing is true on the other side of the fence, right? Protesters are not all, you know, violent thugs who riot and, you know, destroy. No, but the, riot, but the rioters are all bad. And I think if you're a member of Black Lives Matter, you're, you're bad. Just well, like if you're a member of the Klan. I don't think there's any good members of the Klan out there. So, you can't say you're labeling and stereotyping the Klan. I don't, I, I don't know anybody who's a member of the Klan that I would say is a good person. Well, we, we had a, an event where Black Lives Matter participated in, in Methuen. Yeah, I and know. It, it was <laughs> – look at the disdain in that answer. 
And it went it went mar- remarkably well. If you're naive, it went extremely well. I'm not naive. I uh, love you, and you're still my friend, but I would have to disagree <laughs> with you on that. That's fine. We will agree to disagree on their own, yet again. On their own website, they call for destruction of the nuclear family, defunding police. Yeah. Um, it, 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 they, they praise Marxism. Yeah. And so if you're, if you, it's, it's no different than the Klan. It's only on the other side. It's white people are bad. White people are inherently racist because they're white. 400 years of oppression, white privilege. And this is the stuff that Trump just got rid of in the federal government, this, this critical race theory stuff. Listen, I'm all for, if they, if they just didn't go too far, I'm all for sexual harassment training, racial sensitivity training. If it's fair and even, if it's fair and equal, I'm all for that, but it's but it never is. And I remember when I worked at the IRS, we had to go to um, racial sensitivity training, and it was a freaking joke. Yeah, when you it say racial, so Tom, when you say racial sensitivity training, I think it. So each of us, whether you want to admit it or not, um, one of the more important things I learned when I was Raytheon is the concept of unconscious bias. Oh God, help us. Well, it's true. Um, so you are the person you are. Um, you have an innate fabric inside of you that was developed by the time you were 10 years old by the people closest to you. Mm-hmm. So they impacted how you think, how you act, etc. And Impacted, but don't dictate. Hang on. So there are certain things that happen in your life, significant emotional events, which we know you've had some, uh, that impact, that can alter that, mm-hmm. right? But you have to understand, um, nobody would sit there and say... I, Let's go to a, a less harmful, if I'm interviewing, mm-hmm. right, whether you know it or not, you're interviewing, you're looking for a candidate who is you. That's what you're looking for. That's what your subconscious is telling you. Find me in that mix. You have to know that that's there so that you can overcome it and look at the attributes of people. It's why many people look at it, um, how do I say this? If, if I didn't know Ben and I knew you, and you both interviewed for the same position, you're getting an advantage because you already have a relationship that's up here. Mm-hmm. He is a stranger, right? He hasn't built that. And that's an element of bias, right? So there's all these different kinds of elements of unconscious bias. Those impact you. If I have my way, if we can afford it, when we finish the sexual harassment training, we will talk to leaders in the city about that. We haven't, hell, we haven't provided any leadership training in the city uh, for, for eons, right? Um, you know, the much ballyhooed, and I'm sure it's going to come up during the show, executive session, mm-hmm. where let's dispel all the rumors. I did not lose my temper and start cursing at the councils. And as much as I'd like to believe I'm the great intimidator, it's not true. I wish um, it was sometimes. The, the meeting was held on Zoom, so I don't intimidate people on Zoom even as much as you know I might in, in person. Um, and I don't think I do in person, to be I honest. I was a little upset, by the way, when I saw the Why? Tribune story about the hacking yeah. situation. Yeah. Because I had it the day after you guys had your executive session. Someone yeah. called me and told me about it. Yeah. I spoke with you about it. Or, we've, or we've, it was, got, we've got leaks in the city of Bethune. I've, yes, yes. I've got to get some cement. You're never going to be able to plug in. my leaks. You're yeah. never going to be able to plug my leaks. But what I'm saying <laughs> is I, I purposely held the story because yeah. I didn't want to hurt Methuen. Yeah. I didn't want other hackers to realize yeah. that you guys were vulnerable yeah. and then hit you guys while you were yeah. And that's the reason why we did an executive session, which right. you said right there. Unfortunately, right? I, I did make it clear to you and Jana that I'm going to hold this. Because if this was anyone else, they would be publishing this. They wouldn't care about Methuen or they wouldn't care about other hackers getting you. 
if this was the Tribune, they would publish it. And I held it on the condition that I get the story when you guys were ready. Yeah. And, the, and then I read it in the Tribune, and I'm yeah. like, they got my story that I held. Yeah. Out of deference to you guys, and the Tribune get the story first. Like, yeah. that's that kind of seems wrong to me. Does it? I guess. So I'll apologize to you. Uh, but I, I, you know, I don't. I've never asked you for a story first. I've never been in your office. Yeah, that's uh, contrary true. to what people think, I've never. That's uh, true. We don't talk on the phone during the day. We don't have you in for lunch in the uh, office. I've never done that. But nope. if I get a story and I'm holding it, yeah. out of deference to you guys, I don't want the Tribune to have it because otherwise, next time I get a story, I'm not holding it. I'm going to yeah. blow it out. Yeah. Well, so um, I'm not sure how exactly that happened. I'm not either. I was involved in releasing it to ribs, so I'll take I'll take ownership of that. All right, okay. So um, I I haven't seen too much conflict and controversy over the last couple of meetings. Things seem to be looking a little bit more smoothly. I mean, a little bit. Well, Jessica's always like we. we, 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 we that's a given. Right? I didn't. We, I didn't say. We the name, know what Jessica's going to do before yeah. she does it, yeah. and that's just who she is, and that's yeah. fine. But overall, though, um, it, there seems to be less. Um, Can I just say one thing before sure, you get off, sure. Councilman Finnegan? I I really wish she would tell me what what I've done to offend her. I don't want to speak. I, out really of, I don't want to speak out of school, but I was told. Um, that you or someone in your office physically threatened her back in like January or February, and she's never gotten over it. That, that is not true. Yeah. So, uh, just you know, it's it's like the story going around um, about intimidating the councils on the executive session. Uh, you know, even my ego is not that large that I would buy into that theory, right? And and you've seen in public, I, I think. You know, one of the things I want to talk about is there's a way to. So we just had three topics where we disagreed. Right. Um, and we're still playing does, cards Friday. It, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that we have to be at each other's throat right. because we disagree. So. Well, th- here's the difference. Yeah. I don't question your motive as being a bad person right. because you don't see it the way that I see it. I think a lot of people think that. You see things the way they see it, and yeah. therefore you're doing something different than they would do, and therefore that makes you a bad person. Maybe. You're purposely trying to do bad things. Maybe. And I think we need to get away from that. Yeah. We disagree on a lot of things. We, we agree do. on some a lot of stuff, too. We have very different political backgrounds. We disagree on yep. a lot of stuff, yep. but we're still friends. Yep. I mean, yep. I grew up in a time when Auntie Dottie and Uncle Frankie, we would have dinner every night, yep. and they would pull down the shades because it was always going to be yelling at the table. And whatever was on the front page of the paper, whether it was abortion, the death penalty, whatever, yeah. would be the topic of discussion at the table. Yeah. And I would be—I was against the death penalty at the time when I was younger. My brother Danny was for it. Uncle Frankie was against it. Auntie Dottie was for it. And we would we would yell and scream, and we'd—but there'd be no insults because yeah. it's family. And when we were all done yelling and screaming about you're wrong because dinner was over, we all piled into the car and we went to Dairy Queen sure. together. Sure. And that's the way we were brought up. And I think. Yeah. I think the la- the loss of the of the dinner table discussion in America has led us to where we are today, where people just can't agree to disagree and still be friends. Like, see, we're at the thirty five minute mark of the show. We finally agree on something. See that? Yeah. So thanks for dinner coming. Ta- Good night. Dinner table discussions, right? Yeah. We've lost the dinner table, I, and I really my hours are so crazy. I don't eat with my kids. Yeah. My you know my kids. They great still kids, live with by them. the way. They are great kids, and I'm very proud of them. My my son Matt turned thirty Monday. The lawyer, yep. happy birthday, Matt! Love you, kid. He's what, the best. What kind of law does he do? He does all kinds of law. He works for a law firm in um, in Andover. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done a lot of unemployment law. Um, and you know, I had him and my daughter and um, my other son, my youngest son, who's a PhD student at Lowell. They came over to watch the debate. They made dinner for us, and we sat there. And you know, I I, I got to sit there. I'm, 
of all the jobs I've had in my life, some of them I've been good at, some of them I haven't been good at, um, I'm most proud to be a father, right? So I got great kids, and uh, I learn from them every day. So politically, they're in a very different place than I am. They're probably very liberal because they're young. They are. They are. I would imagine. Um, But they say things that make me sit there and go, that's a very interesting way to look at it, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So my son, the lawyer, was extremely interested in the discussion on the Superior Court Justice the Mm -hmm. other night. So that was, you know, breathtaking. But, uh, you know, um, I started this by saying, but rarely do we get a chance to eat dinner together. Right. Right? Because... um, it's just, you know, between their lives and my life, it's just like constant chaos. Sure. So, so There's nothing wrong with disagreeing with somebody. It's, nope. w- it's when you make it personal. Correct. And when people come on my page and say, Tom, you're wrong. I can't believe you're wrong about this. I never block yeah. anybody. I never get yeah. mad. I never get angry. Yeah. It's when the personal attacks. You're, you, you're just a racist or you're just this or you're just that. Then it becomes a fight. And I think we need to, we need to step back a little bit. Yep. And... Try and understand where the other person's coming from, even if, and maybe especially if they're wrong. Yeah. yeah especially if you think that they're wrong. I think, you know, part that's of what it people is... Who, that's what people who hate you coming on this show yeah. don't understand. Those people don't understand. Well, those people would understand that, uh, it, it, the basis of, I always keep my word. I always keep my word. When I give my word, I keep it. Um, and, and you know, that, that'll be something that we talk about going forward. Um you know, I've started interviewing people for boards and commissions. We, we were up to about 20 applicants. I've done about six or seven interviews in the last week or so. Um, you know, it's interesting discussion. But, um, you know, I'm not looking for people who who absolutely have to be yay, Neil supporters. Right. But what I'm also not looking for is people going to go to Facebook and try to rip the internal innards out of the city. Right. I want people who are going to serve on a board and commission and try to move the whatever that specific avenue is within the city forward, right? right? That's what boards and commissions are for. There's so much negativity. This is where it ties into the national. There is so much negativity. It's so much easier just to criticize than it is to get involved and help fix something. And so I say, even if I, you know, even if I don't get reelected mayor, it's not the end of the world to me. You've still got a life. Yeah, but... But I love being the mayor of Methuen, not because I love the title or not because I love the, you know, the office or anything like that. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I know I did this for the right reasons. And I know I'm trying to move the city in a positive direction. And when I leave here, whether it's you know, a year from November or it would be a year from January, but, or two years after that, I'm going to be able to look at myself in the mirror and say, I did the best I could do. Mm-hmm. Does everybody agree with everything I make? No. no. Do I make mistakes? You betcha. Right? Um, but, you know, it's it's a simple fact that I, I want I want Methuen to be uh, the wonderful city that it can be. And some of this stuff that, you know, is playing out on social media has got to stop. Well, can I give you some advice, though? Yeah. And by the way, for, let me cut you off for one second. And I'll let you, yeah. So I'm not saying you can't criticize the mayor on social media, because I know the, the anti-Neils will say, oh, you said we can't. You absolutely can. Right. Right? It's airing the dirty laundry over uh, employees that got disciplined and their names. That that crosses a line. I, 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 ag- I agree. If uh, Until they've been convicted, that crosses a line. Right. It's suggesting that there was a conspiracy theory on something that we've already gone public on. Right? We had cyber attacks, not attack 
on the city. We had to make a decision, right? So much like some people say COVID will go away November 5th. I don't believe that, by the way. Um, there are people who are saying, oh, you just did that because you, you, you presented to council that the infrastructure needed to be updated and, and you couldn't get it done. I got to be honest with you. The, the day of the executive session, and I throw this out to the councils, and I let the councils talk to the public about this because what I'm going to say is the truth was the day I came back from my pancreatitis attack. I hadn't taken a day off because it happened July 4th. I was hospitalized, and I came back. We're right in the middle of the budget thing. There were lots of bumps and bruises in the budget hearings, as you remember. The last thing any mayor of sane mind would do is go to council in an executive session during budget time and ask for an expenditure um, to do what we did. Right. Right? So I waited, and, and my office can tell you this truth. We, we ran through it with the CAFO, with the chief of staff, with the IT company. I made them go into explicit detail because I come from a high-tech background. Right? And, and I was. I, I've said this on the show. I was horrified at what I saw when I came to the city. But this wasn't some scheming plot. Right? There's no conspiracy theory here. There's nothing there. Right? And while you might want to believe that's true, um, all the counselors who were in the room when we had the discussion would tell you that it was not, it was not like a fist fight. It was, it was a discussion of, well, we've got a problem. What do we do? I knew that you were okay when you came out of exec, before I got the tip the next day of what, what you guys discussed. I watched you guys come, fix that I watched you come out of executive session, and I watched Steve Saber agree with you, and I said, he's okay. Yeah. If Steve Saber's sitting there going, no, this is the right thing to do, because yeah. he votes against, I know he's looking for any chance he can to vote against anything you want. No, I don't know. So, I don't know so as that. soon as I saw that, I said, you know what? McCarty's probably full of crap on this one. <laughs> I think Neil's going to be okay. Yeah. There's the sauce. I, I, the I would, sauce was revealed I right would, there. I would never confirm that. Yeah. That's okay. I mean, uh, you know, so uh, I want to tell you a story, and hopefully the chair's okay with it. So uh, I, I meet every week with all of the councils except one, um, and that is by that council's choice. Yeah, Jessica just refuses to I'd, sit down I'm not going to talk about who it is. Um, but, um, you know, I, after the last council meeting, we had meetings come up right again. So we had the council meeting, I think it was Tuesday because of the Labor Day holiday. And then uh, the chair and I sit down on Wednesday. We sat down yesterday. Um, we don't agree on everything. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a dialogue as far as I'm concerned, right? Um, Shame on anybody he, that agrees with everybody. Uh, I, I, absolutely. That, that's what makes that diversity makes us great. Right. I knew I get yeah. you to say it. Diversity of ideas makes us great. That diversity. I agree, that, that I agree you with. You can just stop after diversity. Well, diversity not really. makes us great. Not really. Japan has no diversity and they're pretty great. <laughs> it's always got an answer. Well, because this is my job. I'm, I think I'm about gonna, this stuff 24 I'm going to hit you with Sweden and the herd mentality. Yeah, go ahead. Because they're doing yeah. great. Oh, what was the last time they're you They're doing looked? great compared to yeah. us. They're still doing great. Are they? Yeah, Spain compared to too? us. Spain too? Spain went the other way. Yeah. Spain went full lockdown. Yeah. And they're no. doing terrible. Yeah. Anyways, um, I had a discussion with the chair yesterday, and he said, you know, how come we're not meeting every week now? Because uh, we chair, had a meeting. Oh, you mean Jim McCarty? Yeah. Um, 
so the meeting came right after the council meeting, and I said, so I actually was kind of pleased that he said, okay, we, you know, we should have the discussion. He's right. Yeah. I was wrong yeah. to cancel the meeting. I don't so. know where Jessica gets the idea that every single thing that you discuss should be out in public. That's not how government works at any level. I mean, not the state level, yeah. not the not the federal level, not the local level. And and I know that she really believes this, and that's why it's, it's hard to be mad at her because yeah. she's, she's doing what she believes. But she doesn't think anybody should ever talk about anything outside of the public realm. And that, that's no way to get things done. I remember Andrew Mailer, when he was the town manager in North Andover, would sit down with two, bo- two selectmen members mm. uh, at a time and say, look, I, I'm thinking about redoing Main Street. Here's my proposal. Here's what I'd like to do. And if three of the five members said, no, we don't really like that idea, then he's not going to waste his time going down that road getting planning and hiring people and getting an architect and all that. Yep. And that's how that's how executives such as yourself or Andrew Mailer or any, any other executive, Dan, Dan Rivera and Lawrence, that's how they weed out like wasting time on issues that aren't going to get passed anyway yeah. and try to figure out like where, what direction do they want to go in and then go in that direction. So let's say, so having discussions about what's good for the city of Methuen and what we're thinking is not backroom dealing, mm-hmm. right? So that's... So people disagree with some of the discussion around assistant solicitor. Hey, you're, you're right to have the view that you want. Right. The assistant solicitor has always worked for uh, the city side of the government. Right. People point to the charter and say, the charter says there should be a legal department. Elsewhere in the charter, it also says that person reports to the city side of the government. Right. That is not a change. That's a change that the council wanted. That's a change that this mayor refused. Because in the absence of that... I need legal support, right? We have to remember we're all working for the city, not against each other, right? Right. Council has a, a solicitor. They also have a, a hired outside council. We, uh, I agree with them that you know um, we've got KP Law working on the Spears arbitration. And if you remember one of the meetings last year, I was accused of uh, bringing KP Law in all the time and overspending. That, that's not a, the the arbitration has been going on for years. KP Law was brought into Methuen long before this guy became mayor, right? That you know there was even discussion at one of the previous council meetings about at this a couple of weeks ago changing about, changing uh, I, a recipe for disaster at this point. Right. That's why mind, I was right? all for it. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, long story short, police union was all for it too. By the way, <laughs> so let you know. Um, so we can agree to disagree on certain things without getting um, personal about right, it, right? right? And that so that's the thing, and and so I say this candidly. I'm not going to put. I'm very transparent. If Council Finnecaro wants to run for mayor, that's okay. Yeah. I'm not going to go out and say she's a bad person. She's not. I don't think she is. No, I think she's a good person. I just think she's yeah. wrong. Well, I, I'm not at everything. No, she actually she's uh, look. She does a phenomenal job on some things. Yep. And I actually want to have her here to talk about her substance. I'd love use. to be on the show with her. Listen, I tried. Yeah. And the answer that I got was, I am not looking for an olive branch, Tom. <laughs> that was the answer that I got. So okay. it's never, at least not right now, it's ever going to happen. I'd love to have the two of you here work, come come in and work things out. Even if you end up yelling at each other, a it's good. It's it's great podcast. It's great radio. <laughs> um, but also, I think something good could come of it. Yeah. You know, but yep. she's just not ready yet. Yeah. Hey, I got, so I want to talk, you know, before we get too far into the program, I want to talk about, um, so today uh, we have invested some of the Cures Act funding in developing uh, a methodology that I want to say it, we're, we originally bought it to use for our DPW. Right. Uh, for tasking. And you bought what? 
Uh, it's a system called C-Click-Fix, and you can go look it up online. Uh, if you watched my show today, I'm going to walk you through how to use it. I know you hate that. Um, like you're here, you're here. Like, <laughs> well, like, you don't you like, don't do slides though. I, I, I we can do slides. All oh, you have to you? do is give them to me before uh, we get okay, here. Okay, I would have done that if I had known. But like, well, why, why in the same day? Like, you you can't have a show the same day. You, you, you're killing. Well, it's a different topic. Our, yeah, but you're killing our viewership. Well, not everybody read. Not everybody watches your show. I know, but people who see mine and see yours, it it, it kills well, my my show. People get to ask it kills questions. my ratings. Well, we've got some questions from some oh. audience members if you want them, but Fire I thought you away. had some other topics you wanted to get Fire to. Away. Uh, well, I, let me finish with the COVID. So uh, on the city website is the link to um, the C-Click Fix, which I started to say we originally invested in it so that we would not be giving paper jobs out to our DPWs employees mm -hmm. so that we could, you know, send them to spots all over the city and kind of track, you know, um, how many complaints we had from this neighborhood or this district or this zone and what they were. Were they paving related? Were they road related? Were they trash pickup? And that's still going to come. We're working on that because there's a lot to building it. But in the interim, you know, we were preparing for um, when we saw the red um, three or four weeks ago, we uh, accelerated the plan and said, hey, we could use this in the interim to report covid violations, right? Because our health inspectors are pretty busy and we're trying to prioritize what we're looking at. Uh, your mayor has been driving around to parks and talking to people about, you know, what's uh, going on. Sorry. I do it all the time. I know you do. Um, so um, we are hiring two part-time enforcement agents who are going to work. Uh, the mass police. Two to sundown, two to sundown um, Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends, um, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning to like sundown. And we're going to split those up so that they're, and they don't get benefits. So if you're interested, apply. They're code enforcement officers to go around, do kind of what I've been doing. You know, we're seeing a lot of people that are, are getting active and not complying with the COVID guidelines. Large gatherings, playgrounds, etc. cetera. Um, there's also going to be a place on the website uh, where people can go and say, hey, go to this address. Uh, because right now people text them or call, and we 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 really want to have a track of them so that we know we've been to Tom Duggan's house like five times, right? He's a he's a problem. So when we go right. there, sight him right. So away. in 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 summary, you're going to have mask police, mask police. Yeah, they're much more Enforcers. than mask police and yeah. social distancing police. Yeah, and they and you're driving around in parks and telling people to wear their masks. Yeah, I am. Yeah. And you're saying that there's been lots of gatherings that aren't supposed to be happening. Well, and uh, and people aren't people aren't really doing what they're supposed to. So my I guess my follow up question is, yeah. where is the huge spike as the result of all that? Is there a huge spike oh, as the sure. result of all of that? Oh yeah. yeah, look at our numbers this week. All right, we'll talk to we'll talk about that. Well, what do you mean talk about? What, it? what are your numbers? Sixty two cases this week. Sixty two right. brand new cases. Yeah. Right, including seventeen kids under the age of nineteen. Uh huh. Um, so that's pretty dramatic. Um, Especially happened the week before we planned to go back hybrid. Um, you know, you, I've, can you finish that though? Is Sixty new cases. How many sicknesses? How many deaths? Well, no deaths. No deaths. How many yeah. sicknesses? Sixty-two out of sixteen. Wait, no. how, how many? How many new cases? Sixty-two. Sixty-two, and they're all sick. They're all sick. So that none of them are just having asymptomatic. None of them are asymptomatic. So you have 17 new sick COVID yep. patients. We had somebody in City Hall contract it. 17 out of 62. Yep. Get that. Okay. So that's a. Yeah. 
So, so we can debate whether, you know, somebody put a comment on Facebook that I thought was really good. Is the virus getting weaker? Is the impact? I don't know. That's a debatable topic, mm -hmm. right? Um, it may not be as impactful for younger people, right? But younger people can bring it asymptomatic to people like you and I sure. that have underlying risk, and sure. it could be far more difficult for us if we got it, right? Or for Grammy or Grandpa in the home, mm -hmm. right? And so I'm worried about the whole community, not once. Sorry. It was the fire chief. <laughs> that was the sissiest ringtone I have ever heard in my life. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just heard that. Um, Diana Dezaglia likes it. That, may, that makes it even worse. That's not a defense. <laughs> so um, we're trying to, and I say this, one of the most frequent questions I get asked is, are we going to do trick-or-treat? Right? Yep. And I, I say this, we're red right now. If we're red right up to it, the answer will be probably no. But I want to do trick-or-treat. So let's say I live in Methuen. Yeah. And I don't want to listen to you. Yeah. And I say, the government has no, the government can't tell me I can't have put candy out for kids. Screw yeah. them. I'm going to do it anyway. What happens? Yeah. Uh, we'll handcuff you and lock you up. You will. Is that what you want me to say? No, no. No. We'll cite you. We'll fine you. Yeah. You're going to fine me yeah. for giving kids the candy, kids well, candy. I, I, I guess we're sitting here. Today's October 1st. Yeah. Now you've got some Irish blood in you. What was the first thing you said this morning? Uh, hi. No. See, where's the first, my coffee? An Irish guy I said, where's gal, my coffee, when they get out it. of bed, first thing on the first day of the month, the first thing they're I supposed say, to say is... I thank God Trump is president of the United States first thing in the morning. Uh, I didn't say. I said, rabbit, rabbit. Hey, what? You're supposed to say, rabbit, rabbit. It cuts the bad luck. It's, really? Oh, yeah. 53 years as an Irishman, I've never heard that. <laughs> it's true. Well, Almost 54 now. Yeah. Can I ask a clarific uh, clarification question with yeah, regards sure. to Halloween? Yeah. What if you just leave, like a lot of houses do this, they just leave the bowl out front. So, you can't ring the doorbell, door, yeah. nothing, we're not answering, yeah. it's just out there. Yeah, so I like that. You, so what we're thinking through in the city side, Ben, is respectful question and will be answered, unlike certain people. Um, the problem is in the bowl. You can't have collective people dipping in the bowl. Now, having said that, as long as we get out of the red, there are ways to do it. You could put just a table, in, you could put a, or you could put a table in front of your house and lay the candy out. Mm -hmm. so that the kid's not rifling through, they're picking one and taking it, right? And then you replace, right? It would have to be packaged. Uh, you know, the people who pride themselves in doing homemade things for trick-or-treat, probably not the year for it. But we're looking at those kind of guidelines. Uh, the point I make is I recognize that the community wants to do trick-or-treat for Halloween. I, I love that. It's, it's my favorite month of the year. Um, I would like to make that a potential for us. If we don't address the red part of it now, if we get three consecutive red rating periods, it's it's really going to be difficult for us to do. So that, that kills my next question, which yeah. is when can businesses go back to 100% capacity and stop you know, getting back to work? Yeah, well, um, so we, because our red, we, you know, the state moved to phase three, step two this week. Methune is not allowed to move to phase three, step two because we're red. You got to, there's, there's lots of impacts to being red. So at the high school sports level. From 17 level, sicknesses. 62. 62 sicknesses. 62 sicknesses of which 17 were under the age of 19. Okay. So we're looking carefully at our student age population so that we can prepare for our hybrid mm -hmm. reentry, mm -hmm. right? Um, 
So it's not debatable that our numbers, our incident rate has climbed. Um, our deaths, fortunately, since August, we have not had another death, right? But, um, you know, as we start reemerging here, as kids go back to school, right, they could bring it home to people like you and me. I keep using that example. And that's, that's a worry mm-hmm. that we have to prepare for. Um, listen, the sooner we get, we address, the sooner we buckle down and address the red, right? If we're yellow, we can move forward, right? How do you so, address the red? How do you address it? I told you. So we're launching that website for people to cite things. There's a lot of personal responsibility. You communicate, right? We're hiring two code enforcement agents, right? I don't know what else to call them. Mask police. Well, yeah, and they're not there to, let me be clear, they're not there to raise revenues for the city. Kind of sounds, sounds like no, it. No, no, no. So they're the, What's the so, fine? Well, the guy, they come in and I'm not wearing a mask. If I've been to you, if I, if I told you how many calls I get during the day that about restaurant X, they're cooking food, they're not wearing their masks, right? If I've had the health inspectors in to see you three times, and three times we've given you the message, what does that say if you keep doing the behavior? Not getting the message. Right. Right? I would suggest to you, at that point, uh, you should be fined. I think, that's, I think that's reasonable. Yeah. You're possibly endangering the public health. Right? The managers, the owners have a responsibility to... I want all the restaurants open. I want all the bars open. But you can't get there until you get people to buckle down. Right? Right? We've gone through periods where the city has done very, very well, right? And now it's been a prolonged stretch, so it's like any behavior. It, it varies over time, right? And so people are tired of COVID, and they just want it to be over. Right. But we're all that's just not sick. We're all just sick of it, all yeah, of us. I get we're it. Just sick of it. I'm sick of it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we can ignore it, and it'll go away. Right. You have to address it. And we're seven months into three weeks of flattening the curve. And, you know, it's kind of a little tough for a lot of people. <laughs> we have some uh, quick questions. Sure. I want to just, we'll do some rapid-fire questions from the audience. Rapid-fire. Jen Jones wants to know. Uh, I is, know Jennifer. Is there any? I love her so much. Can't Jeez. believe she ran off and got married on me. I was so mad. Um, I don't know how you know all this information about people. Uh, is there? It's just, how, it's just who I am. Uh, Jen Jones says, what about the dog park? I know that it was on track before COVID. Yep. Um, what's the, uh, is there anything, uh, moving yeah. on the dog park? Yeah, not right now, to be honest with you, but it will be, um, once we get through the colder weather. What right, does we started and then we put it aside. To be Dan, Dan Shibola wants to know. <laughs> Dan Shibilia. 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 Yeah. I'm actually liking him more and more these days. I, um, well, well, now that now that me and Mental Mark aren't uh, friendly oh. anymore, Ugh. did you just block him the other day? He put this big thing on I, Facebook about how you blocked him uh, and you're mean. That was you're a big meanie. So I, I'm not blocking many people, but he put this prolonged post out there how I how I'm paying too much attention to COVID, not not enough attention to people shooting fireworks off. And I said, okay, that's enough. Mm-hmm. So um, Dan Shibula asked, "What does Shibilia. the mayor, what?" Whatever. Yeah. Uh, what does the mayor have to say about city employees that feel the need to leak stories because they're worried that wrongdoings of certain employees will be buried and swept under the rug? Yeah. I, 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 so thank you for asking that in a public forum, Dan. Um, any, any wrongdoing behavior will not be swept under the rug by me. 
So hopefully the citizens of Methuen have seen that, you know, and I keep saying this, uh, I'm not claiming to be Albert Einstein, right? I make mistakes. Uh, I've, you know, I've had people tell me, you're not political enough. I don't know if I consider that an insult or a compliment. Um, I make my decisions with my head and my heart. My head for the facts and data and my heart with, you know, what I believe to be right. Um, and I point to the decision I made on intermittent officers that not everybody agrees with. I read the law. Uh, what I did was apply the law. All right? And those officers impacted have an arbitration on that, and that will be heard, and a decision will be rendered. So I, I say to you, Dan, I'm not willing to sweep any behavior under the rug. Anything that gets reported. So we have a full-time HR director now. Um, we will have a full-time city solicitor. I don't know if Dan's interested in that job. I know he's a lawyer. Um, we will have a full-time assistant city solicitor. And uh, it's time for us to, to be a professional organization and address things like this, some of the stuff that came out in, in social media and Facebook and, and not sweep them under the rug, but address them. So I, I want to be clear. I'm not, I'm not suggesting any wrong behavior gets swept under the rug. All I'm suggesting is until, until things are adjudicated, employees have rights, right? And I believe that strongly. And that's... You still could have put out a press release that said, without the names, that four employees were disciplined, it's moving forward, they may, maybe the union's grieving it, I don't know, whatever that is. Yeah. But you, you could still let people know. I think people are so hypersensitive about the transparency thing because we've had years of no transparency. Maybe. And so even sometimes when you're not covering things up, yep. people worry that you're going to cover things up yeah. or, that it's, or that it's been covered up because it hasn't been talked about um, publicly. And I think getting back to the heart of Dan Shabilia's uh, Good job. question, thank you. Um, his question is, why? Wh uh, what does the mayor have to say about the city's employee, city employees that feel the need to leak stories because they're worried about the wrongdoing yeah, and being so, swept under the rug? So, um, Which I think is a great question. It is a great question. And it's troublesome to me. And so um, I've started, um, one of the things that I've started now that we're moving forward is um, what I call coffee with the mayor. Mm -hmm. in, in private industry, you call a skip staff meeting. So, um, you know, starting next Thursday, I have the first coffee with the mayor and the people are randomly selected. They're not, de the department heads don't come to it. Employees come and they, we talk about what they want to talk about. And hopefully over time, these employees will learn to trust me, right? I personally am offended by things being leaked, but I have to put that aside in, in light of the comment that you made that maybe this is the environment that people are used to. I'm not willing. Hopefully people, whether they agree with me or disagree, understand that there's only one area that gets me really passionate. Don't question my integrity. Right. Right? And question my looks, question what I wear, question a decision I made. All of it's up for grabs. You could say, I'm dumb. Uh, I'm the worst man ever. You could say, oh, just shut up, man. Right? <laughs> it's quite you, yapping. But all the decisions I'm making, even the ones I make when they're wrong, I'm trying to make them with the best interest of the city at heart. Right. I don't have any political... You know, I've got no great scheme. <laughs> I'm not Dick Dastardly planning on, you know, how Methuen can make me a rich man. It's not working, if that's the case. Right? Because I'm making less than I could be making. And that's a simple fact. Well, let me get to something a little bit controversial. Go ahead. So you initially hired Tom Lucio to be your community re guy. 
right? Director of Business Strategies. All right. I know titles are important to people who have titles. Um, so Do I, guess, I have a title? So my, I guess my question is, since the, since the, the council got rid of that position because they didn't yeah. like the guy that was in it, um, well, when, when more people come... F- so just so you know, so in the area... So, so, and I've said this publicly at the time, and, and you know, I've got people thinking I didn't stand up and defend Tom enough. I've got people thinking I, I did... I've got people who said, Tom Lucy is a felon. Tom Lucy is not a felon. Tom Lucy would have been good, He's in, good the, in the strategic initiatives job. Right. Right? There's many things. So my office is... So the chief of staff and I are working... 14 to 16 hour days, right? right? There's a, you know what load of work to do, right? Is somebody called me on the city phone. They're reporting a COVID violation. Um, yeah, they shouldn't be calling the mayor for that. It's, it's the chief you don't, of staff. You don't, you don't call, she should know better. Yeah. She should know better. Yeah. Um, but they shouldn't be calling the mayor because they saw somebody not wearing a mask. That's I'm okay a, with it. That's, okay. that's kind of ridiculous. I'm okay with it. So part of it is, goes back to Dan Shabilia's question. Yes. Is, um, so that's, that's, it's a great question. It's well, I, haven't a asked, I haven't asked the question yet. Uh, you did. It's a behavior that's learned over time. It's people need to learn to trust that I'm going to do the right thing. I'm not willing to sweep anything under the rug. Right. I'm not. I'm not making side deals. That that's how it works. So getting back to to, to yeah. uh, Tom Lucia. So you hired him. The yeah. city council didn't like who you hired, so yeah. they zeroed out his position in the budget, yep. and you had to lay him off. When money starts coming back, when when the state starts uh, with the with the revenue flow again, yeah. and and more money comes back, hopefully there's another another CARES distribution from the federal government or more. Yeah. Um, is there a plan maybe in the future to bring back that position? Bring back the position, yes. But it's going to be really difficult to bring back Tom. Well, I don't think he wants to come back, first of all, and who could blame him? Um, uh, and, um, you know, we may have to shape the position a little. So some of the things, you know, press releases and things like that, if John Mallory can't get to him, I got to do it myself. So there's a lot of cases where I should be doing press releases that I'm not, uh, but we're pretty short-staffed. Right. So there's a lot going on. Um, So if you watch the council meeting on October 19th, um, that's when I go back. So the state numbers are in, and we're going to come back to the council. And so I say this now in advance, we're going to true up the budget, meaning we're going to talk about, okay, we predicted we'd be getting $7 million less from the state government than we're going to get. We now know what we're going to get. What is that? Um, it's about almost six million less. Okay. So there's. So you have an extra million that you didn't think you were going to have. Well, we'll have a million. Yeah. yeah. And and there's still some budget excess capacity. So I've been working with um, you know some guides from Sean Cronin and some guides from the CAFO, and I've started talking to the counselors, and I'll present to them in the course of the next week my plan for going out and what we're going to do. Right. Right. And what we intend to do. Where are you on the police contract? Uh, on the, the superiors? On the superiors. Uh, it's going to arbitration in November. I mean, the uh, that's not what I meant oh, to sorry. ask. The, uh, the audit, the police audit. So that's well underway. Um, survey was, uh, I don't know if I said that last time I was here, had over 80% participation, a lot of passion in it. That was a great thing. Uh, they're deep into exa- doing an examination of policies and procedures. and um, We just turned the ringers off when we started. It's the show. chief of staff, yeah. Yeah, she should know that you're on my show. Um, so we're um, they're looking at um, similar um, uh, police departments from similar size communities, similar geo- 
geography, similar crime statistics. So they make a recommendation to us on how they believe the police department should be structured, right? And that's an important piece because, um, you know, we did have some reductions there. And we've had, you know, the chief move some people around. And there was a discussion at council a while back. And um, I've refrained from weighing in until I see that evidence come back from the audit. And then um, they're moving into the month of October. They're moving into the one-on-one discussions. They are planning to be done by the end of October. So that's a good thing. So when will the public know, uh, when will you be able to announce to the public what the results are of the audit? Early November. Oh, really? So yeah. before the end of the year? Oh, yeah. What did you think of the city council taking a vote of no confidence in the chief before the audit? Yeah. Well, and, and so I want to be clear here. Um, and um, so I'm not defending the chief and I'm not criticizing uh, city council. I think it's preemptive. Uh, you know, um, you know, I'm, but I look at it, and I think I said this on the council floor, I look at things from a legal ba uh, perspective and how they impact the city. Right. And so I, do I get the frustration of the residents? I do. But here's the thing. A former mayor and nine former city councilors reviewed the chief's contract. Right. So my answer to that is I have a professional labor council. So I sat with the solicitor and he said, this is going to take, you know, some. Um, so I have a professional labor council taking a look at the chief's contract and comparing it to mass general law and coming back to me to say, there's something in it that shouldn't be in it. Right. And that's the only way to, for the contract piece of it to put all of this behind it. Right. Because again, I'm not saying for or against you had a former mayor and nine city councils who voted for that contract. Right. Should they have that? That's a different question, but that, that ship has sailed, right? It's now up to this mayor to try to do what he can within the guidelines of the law. And that's what I intend to do. So I don't want to sound like Chris Wallace, but yeah. I think my question was how frustrating is it that while we're waiting for the results of an ongoing audit, that the city council had jumped that yeah. and decided to take a vote of no confidence in the chief when they don't even have the results of the audit yet. Yeah. Well, I, I wish they'd waited for the end of the audit. Yeah. Right. I'm a facts and data guy. Dan Shabilia uses that line all the time. The facts and data guy. Yep. Hello. So, all right. Do you have anything we, else you want we, to share? With? We got any other questions? Uh, no, because you covered some of the answers uh, during your little talk. Let's see. <laughs> we'll see if we can. Um, I've got something for you on the school department, but I'll talk to you about that after. Uh, oh. Um, we have a, a parent complaining about uh, uh, teachers asking children to be political. Um, sending home assignments to watch CNN um, to do a story on the presidential election. I don't know why they would ask somebody to watch a Democrat. Why would that? Run. If, if that was like, um, what's the class? I can't think of it. If it's a high like school a level civics class, if that's a high school civics class. What would be the harm yeah, in that? They're what? not telling them to make a decision one way or another. Being political. Well, if you tell them saying, to watch CNN, you are because that's just Trump bashing twenty four seven. It's not even news anymore. Like they could say. Uh, go home and watch the news yeah. and then write a story about what whatever the topic happens to be, the presidential election or whatever. But when they specifically say go home and watch CNN, well, you can put on CNN at any given time and all they do is bash Trump. There's no news there anymore. You watch it's not Fox? Even news. No, I watch CNN all day in my office. Do you? All day I watch CNN. Right. I watch Tucker at 8 and then I go right back and I watch, Tucker's not I watch on CNN. Como. He's on Fox. Right. And, right. I, and then I go right back to Como and, and Don Lemon yeah. afterwards. I personally believe that all news is filtered now. Yep. 
from one side or the other. I, I, and so I hardly suggest to the population, if you're looking for something um, to keep abreast of the national, I, I, don't, I don't watch CNN, MSNBC, or Fox. I get a magazine called The Week, yeah. and let me tell you what I like about it. It says, here's the issue that's being debated. Here's what the left is saying. Here's what the right is saying. You make up your mind. Right. And I like that. But it is important to watch Fox and, and CNN, although I watch CNN a lot more. I watch PBS. Just to see just to see what the talking points of both sides, how, how both sides are spinning things. Yeah. So you can kind of whittle through all the bull crap and figure yeah. out for yourself what's real. Yeah. Um, but CNN's not, I mean... Legitimately, objectively speaking, CNN's not a news station anymore. It's just Trump bashing 24-7. Yeah. When anchors come out and say the president is a lying liar who lies and kicks puppies and he's a Nazi. A lying liar who lies. That's 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 not news. That's an opinion. Yeah. And and that's not and that's those are anchors that, that are doing that. I mean, Jim Acosta is standing outside the White House talking about the 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 president being a lying liar who lies when you're supposed to be a reporter who's just supposed to come out and tell us what happened today. So Let me I, tell you, my so friend, anyways, the days of Walter Cronkite are long I, over. I, it's so sad, but I think you're right. Right. Um, any any parting things before you go? No. Uh, stay positive, Bethuen. So uh, try and help get us out of the red. Um, I'm open to your feedback. If there's things you think we ought to be doing that we're not doing, uh, we got um, two things. We got lots of open positions. So you asked about school department. So we've got lots of uh, vacant teacher positions. We've got program assistant positions. We've got... Uh, custodial positions. We've got positions open on the city side. Um, we've got assistant city solicitor. We've got a city solicitor. Um, uh, jobs that are open that we'll be interviewing for. We've got the code enforcement officers that are, are there. Even if you're, these are just part-time through the end of the year and you'll be outside 90% of the time. Um, we've got, um, you know, openings in the treasurer's office. We get openings, several openings, right? And we've got unemployment that's north of 17%. So I, I, I get that people are anxious. Um, I say to you, here's a 62-year-old guy who is not a fitness model, in case you didn't notice that. And I'm going into work every day. I wash my hands a lot. I wear a mask. I take the precautions. And, um, uh, you know, I think there's room for us to do a lot more. Right, so take a look at the city website for the jobs. Take a look at the city website for, um, you know, our new system uh, that'll be coming soon with, also with the DPW stuff. But right now, it's out there with the COVID stuff. We're going to be immensely proud of it, and we're going to be able to provide statistics to people like you that said we patched X roads, we we right. paved X roads, you know, those kind of things. Um, we have so, one. We have one more question. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, real quick. Um, she says, maybe I missed it when you were talking about reopening. Are we canceling Methuen Day considering we are back in the red zone? Yeah, so Methuen Day is, who asked that? That's a great question. That was Jen Jones. Hey, Jen Jones. Um, so we're not because it's virtual. So uh, wait, you don't. Wait, wait, wait what? Wait, 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 what? <laughs> that was my imitation. Humana, 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 humana. Humana. Uh, it, you're, you're not going to have to get out of your car. So if you want to get a flu shot while you're there Saturday, you're going to get a flu shot. If you're in line, you got to get a uh, bag for you or the kids from the mayor that has hand sanitizer and some other goodies in it. The fire department is going to be giving away uh, bags with some. There's going to be pumpkins picked up, all of it while you stay in your vehicle. So you have to stay in your vehicle. You can't like yeah. get out, get out and walk around. Nope. Wow, it's more and more like communist Russia every day. Communist Russia. Wow. I don't think so. Are we, can we count on you for media coverage? Kind of seems that way. Well, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> if if 
Uh, I think Council Ziegler has done an excellent job. She's phenomenal. I, I she, should have, she should have been council president. Um, <laughs> Councilor Z, if Councilor Ziegler sends me an ad for Methuen Day, yeah. I will put it in the paper for free, no charge. Yeah. Um, and if they uh, need any additional help, I'll be happy to help them out with it. I love that. Thank you. Appreciate that. Well, I mean, I love what they do, and I was part of the first Methuen Day, yep. even though that caused all kinds of problems because Tim Wood was all upset that I was going to be in a dunk tank because that was going to give me credibility somehow. Um, I wish we were still doing the dunk tank. Yeah. I would do the dunk tank. I'd stay in it for six hours Yeah, it was so money. cold, believe me, after an hour, you'd be willing to get yeah. out. Yeah. Because I was ready to do all day, and after an hour, it was so cold the day that I did it. I was like, oh, my God, and the water was freezing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, crazy, crazy stuff. Anything anything else, anything good controversial you want to drop before we go? Make some news, anything? Or you want to save that for your column this weekend? I'll save it for my column. It, it, you know, let's focus on the positive, right? Let's stop all the social po- positive media. Positive doesn't bring in ratings. Well, uh, so, but it, Controversy brings in ratings. Well, and that's sad. That's sad. Well, that's how it is. You know. I'm not saying I make these rules. I'm just abiding by them. Salacious news, huh? Yeah. I'm well, all well for we got some big news. Honestly, Ben, when I asked him, when I asked him the big, big question news? at what the beginning, if he's going to run for re-election, and he said, I made a decision. I, th- I thought for sure he wasn't going to say it on the air, but he, but he did. He gave us I a did. good story. So yeah. I'm, I'm actually over the story about the hacking now because, <laughs> because, because you gave it. Listen, all I want is to be able to be the first one to get the, get oh, the breaking God. stories if oh, I can God. get them. Yeah. So uh, are, we, are, we, are we finally now done with all this COVID baloney? We can go back to having a, a poker games because you said yes a month ago and we saw well, that. Well, if you can wear your mask in the poker game we can do it all right okay so if i schedule a game for friday night you'll be there yeah all right okay i want to thank uh i want to thank um the mayor well yes of course we want to thank the mayor we want to thank Methuen mayor neil perry uh for coming in today we want to thank mclennan real estate she's the best she is the best afc urgent care marsan and she's Son. the best too eis uh eis investigations they're the best too right <laughs> keep trying to get them yeah I'm uh, paying attention. Climate design systems. I just talked to Nina this morning. I yeah. really appreciate climate design systems. Um, if you need any problems with your climate designs or any of that. Uh, Borelli's Deli, Lenny Maris. Don Smeriglio. Love Don Smeriglio. He was there, but he was so busy. I didn't get a chance to yeah. say hi to him today. Lenny Maris, state representative who will be with us in a couple of weeks. Clear Path, New England. Helping out homeless veterans. Oh, quickly. Yes. We've got an opening for uh, veteran service director. That's another room that's going around. No pre-selected candidate. There's a survey out in the community to talk about what we need that person to be. Right. What are the needs that we're not fulfilling? Answer the survey. Willing to sit down and talk to anybody about it. So, and a free that. And a free plug for four-star lighting and electric. Four-star lighting and electric. He was on the show with me once. Yeah, yep. Uh, Joe Silverio, uh, a great guy. We're going to have him in here again. And we're also going to try and get Buddy from Climate Designs in again, so we can uh, we can we can give them some free uh, free plugs, free airtime. Uh, next week, uh, one of my girls is coming on. Christina Lynn's going to be here. Wait till see. Wait, wait until you see how hot she is. Just oh my wait. God. Just wait. What, what, she's here to talk about like important, oh my God. important stuff. Yeah. Just wait. Like uh, we're going to do a three-hour show next week because I'm not. I'm not going to want to. I'm not going to want to leave. Yeah. And then the following week, we've got Claire Path New England is coming back, and then the. Following week, I just booked it last night, and I can't remember. Uh, oh, I think Buddy Thomas, maybe the following week from um, from. Can you do me a huge favor? As much as I like you, don't designs. apply for any jobs in the city. Climate Mithlon. designs. <laughs> no, and if I just say that there's a candidate that I like, Steve Saber's going to be like, no, no, we can't no, have him. Tom Duggan likes true. him. 
That's not so. True. Anyways, hey, you know what? Let me just one more thing. Yeah. You know, Steve Saber said something at a meeting that I thought was actually really smart. Talking about getting interns, you should get yourself an intern for your office. Help you, help you with all that stuff. We have uh, one. All right, Melvin Taylor says we got to go home for some reason. Yeah, go home. So we got to go home. So go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.